Welcome to Story Talking, episode 17. This episode, my guest is Abhishek Shankar, who is a singer and songwriter based here in New Delhi. So another conversation in person, much better song quality. Uh, I don't know why I keep mentioning that every time, but you know, now you know. Uh, Abhishek is uh, 25 and he's been playing and making music for for a few years now. So we talked about how he got into music. Uh, I've always been fascinated with with how people write songs and produce songs and just make up sound. It it, it really blows my mind. Uh, so this was really great to have a musician on and talk about their process. Um, we talk about what inspires him, how he how he puts together uh, how he puts together a song, uh, starting from the writing process to the producing aspect of it. He also talks about the band he's in, where the, and they perform music all over Delhi. So if you've ever, if you live in the area, I believe his band is called Playback. Uh, so you should check those guys out if you ever see them performing somewhere. Go say hi. And he also uh, debuts his new song, and we talk about how he wrote it. And um, if you stay till the end, you can listen to the entire song. Uh, I believe it starts around minute fifty-eight. So I hope you guys uh, like this episode. If you've ever been interested in music or just want to know what it's like to uh, perform on a stage and, and write music and, and, and be, uh, be a musician, uh, I think you will really enjoy this one. So here is episode 17 of Story Talking with Abhishek Shankar. travel and you go to a destination and you know you tell your stories and then there is a philosophy behind it um, your hard work in life which is mm-hmm. probably related to the traveling bit because when people say that you know the, the journey matters more than the destination yeah yeah I think that is that is the most apt line that uh, is when it comes to you know traveling on a bike yeah because um, you reach the place you have a sense of achievement like when you, so when I drove for 12 hours for the first time in my life mm-hmm. without sleep, without anything, without resting. So I took, I probably stopped for, uh, for three times yeah. in the whole 480 kilometer stretch. And I had my Red Bull on my back and I was, you know, riding and having Red Bull whenever I felt, <laughs> you know, sleepy. But the moment I reached there, I was tired as hell. But, you know, there was this thing that, you know, yes, you know, mm-hmm. I think I can do I think I can do it now. Again, you have that sense of achievement. And mm. when you've done that long drive or, you know, ride, uh, when you come back, you feel that, you know, those problems are pretty small. Yeah. That if you can do this, if you can, like, you know, exert yourself, if you can test your endurance and these grounds, and this is nothing. Yeah. You, you're, you're filled with, you know, yeah. good vibes and you come back and you do stuff. Because I was frustrated and when I came back, good things started happening to me. Because right. I was like, you know, if I can do this, I can do this as well. Yeah. So you mean you were literally putting <clears throat> problems in the rear view mirror? Yeah. And you're like, okay, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna just leave you there. Exactly. You either follow me or don't. I mean, people, it's, this this um, is the best thing that can happen to people who are probably uh, quote unquote corporate slaves. Yeah. Because um, I think they're they're pretty pretty depressed. 
Yeah, because they're they're doing like a perfect job, and yeah, it 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 takes a lot. It it takes a toll on them. Yeah, but um, in my uh, in my thoughts, I think creative people are the most depressed people in the world. Yeah, because uh, let's say artists and you know, musicians and um, sports persons yeah. also, they don't really have a sense of security. Yeah, because uh, we choose not to work. to five yeah we cannot sit in a cubicle i've done that i've mm. uh, i've done business development for two companies before getting to music i've taught in a school for six months i realized that you know i cannot wake up at six o'clock mm. i cannot work and the only uh, the only thing i have that i can work on is music right so uh, plus you know you have pressures family yeah. pressures creative people have a lot of family pressures if they are not backed up yeah so there are two kinds of there can be two kinds of creative people one who come from a well off family yeah who do not have to worry about um, the daily bills mm. or probably uh, <clears throat> monthly expenses for the house they, they they can just think about you know yeah. if how to pay my own rent for the house that i have rented or um, how to you know how how many packets of cigarettes can i buy yeah <laughs> uh, you know my alcohol is <clears throat> it's gone i need to buy more or probably you know yeah i need to buy good clothes but then there and and there is there's another person who will be who is um who has to take care of his family yeah and who is a creative person who wants to do music who wants to probably do art or wants to become a director but the major drawback that comes is um Finances. Yeah. So like I, uh, I lost my dad in 2014. So um, that was my last exam, college exam. So I gave my exam. I came back. Uh, my dad is in the ICU. Seven days after that, he's dead. So uh, then I think that time that that was the time when you know when I had to decide what I should do, right? Uh, because I'm the only person earning. So I have to take care of my mother, and I have to pay rents, I have to pay bills, and everything. Just you know, it 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 comes like a wave to you. Yeah. So you have yeah. a sudden realization that the roof that was above you is gone now. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> I was like, you know, let's try doing a job. And I thought of quitting music, yeah. and you know, try. I thought of doing a job and probably keep music for later. Sure. But yeah. then something inside me just you know it 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 told me that you know I think you should not. Yeah. Just just jump. We'll see what happens. So you know I I thought that this other क्या होगा? Yeah. What will happen? You know what 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 could happen? Mm-hmm. Probably you know you won't have any money. You will have to depend on others or you know have to depend on loans. Yeah. But then I thought you know why not? <clears throat> I was a rebellious kid. Yeah. So that rebellious streak, you know, it followed. So I told my mother and everyone that you know I don't want to do a job. I'll probably start a band. I'll probably do something in music. Like I realized every like I like I knew what would happen. Everyone was against it. Sure. So when I started like you know uh, doing music, mm. I started off by singing at a cafe. Okay. And in Delhi, probably in India, people don't get paid, especially musicians. Yeah, they don't get paid. If someone has hired you, they think that 
you know. They own you and they you will do everything they say. Exactly. Yeah. So I used to play at this uh, place in Hoskars village. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I used to sing for three hours straight without any breaks. And I used to get paid 2,000 bucks. And you have to you have to sing covers, right? Like that's yeah, the only just covers, thing. Yeah, just covers. Completely predictable stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, you, you have to sing what people like. And people like a lot of things that yeah. you cannot, yeah. um, you don't want to sing. And this is, are they, are these English covers or Hindi covers? Just Hindi covers. Just Hindi covers. Bollywood and Sufi. Yeah. And Sufi, um, I don't know if people really know what's the meaning of Sufi music. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, uh, there are a lot of songs that they think that it's Sufi, but it's just shit music. So, <laughs> <laughs> but you still have to sing because you're getting paid. Yeah. And so that was, that was the time I start, you know, started earning. And I, the first year I probably made a la- uh, six months into this thing, I made one lakh sixty thousand bucks. And I was pretty happy because that was yeah. the first time I earned so much money. So then um, I slowly started realizing that, you know, uh, I think I'm singing a lot yeah. for the money that I'm, you know, being paid. Yeah. So uh, there was a point when I used to sing seven days a week straight. Wow. Three hours, seven days a week. Every and night. sometimes it was that it, I, I used to sing for six hours because... Uh, they used to keep uh, singers from 1 p.m. till 12 a.m. at night. Okay. So they uh, used to keep like three singers, yeah. three slots. And there was a point where the evening singer is not available. Oh, you have to and do I have show. a night slot. Yeah. So I'm doing the evening slot and oh, then the night slot as well. So six hours yeah. singing. So at one point, uh, my throat, it gave up. Yeah. So my vocal cords, they gave up. And... Um, I realized that, you know, I think I should stop now. Yeah. Then <clears throat> I left that place because they were not paying me well. Yeah. Then I was pretty depressed about the fact that I'm not earning any money. And so every time this thing happens in a musician's life, they have, you know, this thought about, you know, let's just, you know, let's just quit and get a job because yeah. it's getting frustrating because yeah. You know, um, in a musician's life, uh, probably a musician's mind, probably my own mind as a musician, it works in a way that you think that there's no one for you. Mm. That you are the only person who's there because constantly, every day, a musician is being judged right, for his music. Yeah. The, the, the way he performs, the way he writes his music, the way he sings or plays his instrument or, you know, um, he... Um, there's, there's family pressure. Yeah. Um, every day you get to hear about new job opportunities that are being opened. So yeah. <laughs> you get frustrated. Yeah. Especially when you're working on a song. Yeah. You know, you, you're must, And there's all, all this noise, <laughs> literal noise is coming It's noise in. for you. Yeah. In, especially yeah. in audio terms, it's noise. It's noise and it's even though you're trying to work on an original sound and all you're getting it, is noise. <laughs> exactly. And that is there plus um, you have other musicians yeah. So, th- so there are ego clashes happening. Yeah. There are there, there can be a few people who would put you down, sure. who will commend, who probably won't want you to um, go to that place where you really want to go, mm-hmm. and they'll put you down in some way or the other. And especially when it you know this happens with 
people who are either actors or you know, you know directors. Yeah, especially actors because actors are constantly judged. Yeah, more than musicians. Yeah, yeah. So it you know the most amount of depression is yeah among actors and musicians. Yeah. So this is what you know is uh, you know it, this is what happens when you know, with musicians, especially I think. I mean that's what I think because um, when I start when I left that place, I was depressed. Like you know, what do I do now? Then I met. I mean, I was sitting at this place <clears throat> having my smoke, and there was a guitar player who was sitting and you know, you know, doodling on his guitar, and I just went. Yeah. I just went to him, and so we started jamming. Yeah. And he also turned out to be a musician who does Indian commercial music. Yeah. Then we thought, you know, so. We need to make money. What do, what do we do? We got our first show because so we jammed and put a video somewhere on Facebook, yeah. and someone you know found us and he's like you know I want you to perform at this cafe. Yeah, that was the first show that we did, and uh, that was the day when my own band was formed. So this band is called Playback, yeah. and Playback only does Indian commercial music. So. That became a business, yeah. Because uh, you earn money, yeah. So now that you know, I realized that this is a this is a bag. I have a business. Money started flowing in slowly. I started paying my rents. I started uh, saving up a lot of money. I started uh, buying stuff for myself. I wanted a laptop. I wanted a MacBook because I wanted to produce music. Yeah. I saved up money. I bought my like my MacBook. I Bought a lot of equipments, and slowly, I know, I started building up my studio. Yeah, so it's been probably three years now that the band is existing, and um, you know, it's it's become a business. And now that you know, people have seen people have seen that money is flowing in. Yeah. so you know, they are pretty pretty much supportive. Mm-hmm. But then still, yeah, when there is an off season and when you know there is no inflow of money, you get to hear about a lot of opportunities, right. job opportunities again. So it's, yeah, it's it's great, right? It's like as long as the the water, the money is running, it's like it's water. It's yeah, like and but as soon as the water runs out, everyone panics. They're like, okay, what is this? Where is the existence? Where they go after the deepest insecurity of that creativity that you have, exactly, and they knock on that door. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to open it. No, they don't even knock. They try to like. They but you know, because you you're doing in the back of your head, maybe maybe every moment I'm guessing, putting it's a theory, right? Every moment you're not playing, you're working on keeping that door closed. Yeah, I mean, uh, so I've so I've uh, so I used to do Indian commercial music, and I really really wanted to do my own music. Yeah, and my own music is basically. Um, two different sides to it. I don't want to sing commercial music. I want to the two sides of music that I wanted to do, want, wanted to do was um, <clears throat> Western folk and uh, electronic ambient down tempo music. So mm-hmm. two genres apart. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> poles apart. So I used to listen to a lot of artists like um, Shulman, this is Israeli duo, then Telephone Tel Aviv. And another is really yeah. um, Then I used to listen to uh, Nicholas Jar, and um, so these are all electronic ambient artists. 
So I really used to get fascinated with the soundscapes and the sounds that they use and the story mm-hmm. behind those, you know, the music. So I I wanted to start something. So I had this Instagram handle. You can follow me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was basically it's it's called Psychedelic Stories. Okay. So Psychedelic, so Delhi from Delhi, so Psychedelic Stories. Yeah. So I thought, why not name the act Psychedelic Stories? Yeah. Because uh, the, the the electronic acts that I have that I recently started is about telling stories. Mm. It's about poems. It's about poetry. Um, I worked on a track, and uh, my girlfriend, she's a she's a writer, she's a poet also. So she writes amazing poetry, and she writes uh, she writes in Urdu. She doesn't know how to speak Urdu or write Urdu, but then. She goes on a, she, she has this yeah. zone, uh, like she gets zoned out and yeah. she just writes. <laughs> and she writes the most beautiful lines in Urdu right. that, you know, even she cannot know when she doesn't know what yeah. the words mean. Right. But it's only after she's written, she's like, I don't know how to explain this. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, she, she explains it however she can, but then yeah. uh, it's very different. So, yeah. so that, that was the time that I thought, why not experiment it with poetry? So I made a track and I told her to write something in English. Mm. So she wrote something. I made a track on it. I recorded her voice. So she recited the whole thing. Right. The track is called Gypsy on a Quest. Okay. So that was the first track that I made. This was, um, I guess, five months ago. Okay. Yeah. That song is now being featured on a music video. Like it's being made into a music video. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah. There's, uh, there's a production house in Hyderabad. Which is going to buy, like, which has already bought the song. So right. the rights stay with me, right. but then uh, they, it's their song. Okay, like it's it's their song as in for the music video. Okay, so that they credit you. They will credit you. Right. Yeah. So then I made another track. Uh, then I thought, you know, let's just tell stories now. Yeah, yeah. So I recorded my mother's voice. Uh, she was an AIR artist when she was young. Right. So I recorded her voice. I could just told her to sing and I secretly recorded her voice <laughs> and I put that voice in, I turned that voice into a track. Now that song is called Mother. Okay. So she sang a lullaby. Yeah. And uh, there will be poetry on that as well. And then uh, the most interesting song that, you know, we've done is basically this, that song is called Kanya because right. uh, my, so uh, my girlfriend, I and this guy, uh, we used to chill uh, you know, have have tea and smokes at this place called Kanya. It's a it's a store. It's closed. Okay. So, but the but the name of the store is called Kanya. Okay. So you're chilling outside of it. Yeah. And uh, what these people? I, I just told them, you know, write a poem. That you know, I I've, I've made a track and I want you to write a poem for it. So these people did a very interesting thing. Mm. This guy wrote two lines. He passed the notebook to her. Yeah. She wrote two lines after that. She passed it back. Mm-hmm. And they did this exchanging of, uh, you know, um, lines. Right. And it turned into a poem. Just so on, on the spot. On the spot. <laughs> then I recorded the first half using his voice and I'm going to record mm-hmm. the second half using her voice. And just a literal duet of poetry. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just flow state. Yeah. And that song's called Kanya. Right. Because it was written uh, there. Yeah, <laughs> and in that song, I've uh, 
use my sister's voice, who is a brilliant South Indian classical vocalist. Right. She does um, Carnatic music. Okay. So I just told her to record something on WhatsApp and send it to me. Yeah. I didn't ask. I mean, I didn't tell her what what will I do with it. So I added that song. I put the second half of the song was completely South Indian. Right. So then I when the song was complete, I realized that you know this song has to be on a time lapse. Mm. So the first half will be shown on a time lapse. Uh, the the bridge of the, the breakdown of the song will be a road trip. Time mm-hmm. lapse from Delhi to Kerala. Yeah. And the second half will be shot on Kerala. Shot in Kerala. So. Wow. And you're like this is midway you're working on this. Yeah. Right this now. this is yeah. one song that I'm working on. So yeah. This is one project. The second project is my own solo. Um, kind of like folk, Western folk. Yeah. So it's it's Abhishek Shankar. Yeah. So that might feature a lot of English songs and Hindi songs also. Okay. So yeah, I. That is the act for which uh, the first song is, you know, is, being, is, is going to be released probably by New Year's. Yeah. So that will be with a music video, and that is a story in itself. Flow like a river. Yeah, that's yeah. That song is called Like a River. Yeah. Like a river. Yeah. So that um, got a pretty interesting story, uh, you know, behind it. So I wrote a poem for my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. You know, the first half of the song is that. Yeah. And uh, so she read the poem. She replied back, which is the second half. Yeah, she wrote yeah. another poem, and which is a reply for her. Mm. So I that time I was um, I wanted to write a song for her. I've never written a song for any woman in right. my life. So mm. I thought, you know, why not now? Yeah, and you know, I think this will be worth it. Yeah. So I wrote a song for her, and I mean, it turned out to be you know nice. People mm. loved it. So. I was like, let's you know record this, and I was doing my audio engineering course that time. It, this was a project that I was supposed to submit, yeah, and it just turned into a song, right? So I recorded it properly, and um, and someone you know, so her sister, she's also an actress. She liked the song, and she's like, let's make a music video on it. Mm. So that whole music video is about. Um, you know, when it when it re- when it gets released, probably yeah. you know you'll know. So I won't tell you. So the video will come out with the song. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. It will, it will. So the song, the audio version of it will be released um, online. Yeah, and the music video will be with the music video it will be right. released. So by the time <coughs> this goes up, we'll we'll put the song at the end of this. Of course. So, so like, let's talk about the song. Though. You said you wrote it. I'm guessing you wrote it a little a while ago. When you said that you were writing it for, because it sounds like this is last year, probably in the two, this is two thousand seventeen, right? Yeah. So sixteen, yeah. So sixteen, probably mid sixteen. I wrote yeah. Summer, right? I just probably got you know just started dating her. So. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. It sounds like something either a guy wants to tell a girl he's about to. They're they're just reaching that serious point. Yeah, because it's 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 a song about the insecurity of falling in love again. Yeah, because um, and re- and like reassurance that it's okay. Exactly, because um, you know it's uh, it's. I think people have gone through a lot of people have gone through this. They have been promised a lot of things and uh, they've been left alone after that. Yeah, so it's uh, it's not nice. It's not yeah. cool. It's very unfair and. When when another person comes into your life and 
you just think what if this you know what if it happens again i cannot yeah. deal with it again right that's the time when i came into her life right so i was the one who uh made her think like you know what if it doesn't work out yeah again what if this guy also turns out like this right then i um, made sure that right she you know that insecurity is not there so the song talks about that right so it's about yeah. it it talks about the insecurities of you know falling in love and so the lines say that <clears throat> i know it's not easy because you've been hurt mm. but there's still so much of love that yeah. flow like a river mm. so that is it i mean you you have a lot of love inside you but you're but you know you've created a bubble yeah because you want to protect yourself yeah because you, you don't want history to has proven <clears throat> otherwise exactly yeah. so so that that's the first half of the song yeah and the second half of the song is talks about the inability to express right so if i could you know so if the song starts with this with three lines if i could yeah so if i could show you how i feel when you say i need me lovingly so that you know that that's that's the point where you know the the person says that i really want to show my love to you but mm-hmm. uh, something stops me right i don't know it's very deep rooted yeah it's, it's this conversation that you don't know how to have but you are you're desperate to express it exactly and in that way isn't it like amazing that not only i mean of course the song has its own life yeah. the song is in that way it's about you because it's it's in if you want the listener to project themselves into the song yeah and the song has to be something it can't be too personal exactly to be able to project what i feel exactly like, oh i felt this before exactly but in that moment when you when you give her this as a poem or did you give it to her as a written thing first yes. and then perform it after she wrote the part yeah i there was this was a poem that um i was sitting on my terrace so the terrace is the terrace uh usually the pod is the place where you think and write yeah a lot of nice stuff in the morning yeah. but for me it's the pot and the terrace right so if i could keep the pot on the terrace it would be the <laughs> best thing because i could use my creativity yeah. to the you know to the big creativity overload you you would be too many ideas you exactly. wouldn't know how to catch them <laughs> exactly so i i wrote this poem on the terrace at night yeah uh, i love the night sky so whenever i'm sitting i love to just watch this like just look at the stars and you know either write music or write some you know something so i wrote the poem there and i just sent it to her didn't get a reply the next yeah. few days after that i get a reply um with a poem like did you send like whatsapp email how did you send whatsapp whatsapp yeah and <laughs> i was like just oh, out of the blue yeah instead of a normal thing you get you some you receive a poem exactly <laughs> and <laughs> that time uh, <clears throat> i think lala land uh, had been released right so we had yes, seen we had seen lala land and right. um it's very depressing actually that yeah that movie not is, a it's, movie. it's beautifully depressing <laughs> so yeah beautifully depressing yeah. but but what a what a great analogy for for an artist any artist like exactly the uncertainty yeah. the not knowing but still hope and and love throughout of it yeah yeah so uh i was in love with uh, the song but city of stars yeah so i probably the song is inspired from the movie because people say that but i have never like i this was prob- must have been subconsciously uh um, sure, you yeah. know this thing but um, 
consciously i did not you know think sure. about the movie yeah. or the song so i uh, you know by the time she had sent me the poem so two probably took her two days to send me the poem mm-hmm. so within the two days i had already composed the first half really because i wanted to send her the song yeah. so i thought i'll write this part Yeah, like I'm, I'm going to double down. Like and the points are enough. Give her the give her the real deal. Yeah, real deal. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, you know, I you know, this is my poem. I convert it into a song, yeah. and I'll send it to her. But then when I got the second half of it, that's when I realized the song is complete. Hmm. So then I put the second half and recorded uh, everything. Yeah. And the guitar player that I'm with, his name is Piyush. So hmm. playback guitar player had recorded. He heard the song and he loved it. and he recorded the guitars for it okay so it gave a very country yeah. um rascal flats yeah. sort of yeah. feel to it and uh, then you know then people loved it so yeah. you know i'm taking it forward then i had another project that you know i was working on uh, it was another poem that i wrote for her yeah so um it's called memories mm. that i'll be releasing probably later yeah it is about um, how you know not to carry the baggage of your past and mm. like you know let the past not affect you yeah like the past not affect the present actually mm. and uh, you know yeah but don't screw your present with your past so when you're when you're writing when you not when you're writing the poetry but when you're writing the music with it i mean like for example you said that you started composing even before getting her half of the song which you didn't even know that was coming yeah right so how much do you feel like when you're in the process of writing this music are you letting are you cuz i would say like in some ways a lot of ways creative people and artists are control freaks because that's why you're like i'm going to create my own thing because i want to create something that doesn't exist before you're starting this process you want there to be room for spontaneity and improvisation and then but you don't know that at the beginning that there's a second half to the song so yeah is that something that you somehow just you just believe will eventually show up the and the the that feeling you said like you know you got that feeling like oh now the song is complete is that do you just leave room open for that stuff or it doesn't so it's something that you just find afterwards see i think uh, both things happen it depends from song to song so um usually my creative ideas you know they strike uh, when i'm riding back home mm. yeah so there are a lot of things that are you know uh, running on your mind when you're going back home and um like so i'm traveling like 8 kilometers back home and some thing is playing on your mind and you you know that that you know this is the kind of sound sound that you want yeah. and this is the melody that is being played but then you don't really know how to create it yeah you go back home you sit on your computer you start composing it yeah. probably you cannot play it because i'm not a good keyboard player <laughs> i just know you know i just know basic stuff right so i'm a, i'm just a i just know my thing that is vocals right so you sit and you work <clears throat> there are times when you get that sound that exact sound but the best part is that when the best part is when you don't get the exact sound mm. sometimes you end up creating something totally different which mm. which you are you know stunned 
that you know the sound is actually great and i am in love with soundscapes and background mm. you know, stuff so yeah. so people like shulman and nicholas jar they create a lot of you know noises they they so for normal people it will be noise mm. yeah but for people who you know who know what this guy is doing right they know that you know it's very difficult to create this sort right. of noise because this sort of a sorry this sort of a music sort of a melody yeah because uh, there are a lot of things that are involved and you need to know exactly what you you have to do mm. but for me i don't know exactly what i have to do right. and that's the best part because i want to create something but i end up create something creating something else mm. that sounds even better right and then i save it because so you're not trying to fit <clears throat> something into a template you're yeah yeah it's like i mean then it's like the way you're talking about these musicians uh like they are working on a language and you're slowly learning it as they're performing it and then once you know then you can understand then you then the noise becomes music exactly but so, to others it's still noise unless they also learn the language of it yeah also um i am not well versed with music theory at all i don't know music theory at all music theory is very important I mean, a lot of people have told me but i just just don't seem to yeah. know, grasp it yeah i just know basic stuff so it's very important to create music with music theory because you know it's it's obviously it's language it's like learning a language um so what how to write hmm. say you're learning english you need to write a b c d you just uh, shouldn't know how to speak right. only you should know how to write also so you can say that i don't know how to write it hmm. i i know how to speak it yeah i i somehow understand it also yeah that is the part where you know you don't know what you're doing but right something happens but it it kind of gives you a little bit of freedom to not get it right in the like you don't have to know how to spell the word in order to say it exactly you created that little uh room for room for miss well one person's mistake but another person's creativity yeah like i'm going to make this stuff up but i mean in that way it's like like you said you know you're with the whole psychedelic stories like you're you're interested in telling stories and music is the mode of the medium of you expressing it yeah. if you're working on you know like recording your mom's voice to make that part of because you're trying to tell that story and you're using music as literally its background to express that story yeah i mean psychedelic stories is basically not just spontaneous when it comes to poems but it's yeah. very spontaneous when it comes to music also because i don't think when i produce music for that because um that is the best part two things can happen if you know a sound if you create that particular sound which is on your mind it's mm. it is an achievement for you yeah you know because this was the exact sound that was on your mind but then if you're not able to create it and something else happens as mm. it to be the worst sound ever mm-hmm. or it to be you know the best sounding you know, instrument yeah, yeah. playing so i don't think when i'm making it's it's just flow state right so you make the first half now you don't know what's going to come ahead of it then you know you play an instrument you play drums over it or you play pads over it you know, yeah. soundscapes over it 
Sometimes the soundscape sound amazing, but then you know it's not. This is not going with it. Mm-hmm. The second sound is not going with it. So you think with you know you think in terms of the soundscapes and um, I got inspired mostly before even before I heard artists like Shulman, mm-hmm. I got inspired by this wonderful musician called Seamus. Okay. So he he has a solo. I mean, pretty sure the whole world knows him. Uh, he has a solo act, and he yeah. has this band called Porcupine Tree. Okay. So he makes a lot of depressing songs, hmm. but the best part is the songs that he uses. Yeah, his his songs are very you know very much influenced by jazz. At least that's what I've heard because hmm. um, a lot of I mean it's musically. If I start, it'll you know, be endless. <laughs> so um, yeah, so psychedelic stories is about spontaneity. Yeah. Um, like I, you know, the way I told these people to write a poem, and they just spontaneously, write, you know, wrote right. a few lines. So it's like that. Throughout this process of, you know, the the actual deep in the trenches, making stuff up. How like how self-critical do you get with? I mean, you're saying you know when you're making it, you're not thinking. So maybe you're trying not to judge something that you're making while you're making it because that could affect the rest of the product, but how self-critical do you get and how does that affect, is that something environment, like it's, is that a thing you could put in your own head? Like I need to be working at this level to know that this is good or you're like, let's see, whatever I'm going to write, it's, it could be horrible. It could be shitty. It could be amazing, but let's not judge it until it's complete. Uh, so, uh, Mostly, it's about it. It happens um, halfway. Yeah. You write four lines. Hmm. You realize it's not good. Yeah. You, you know, just throw it away. Then you write more. Well, you produce music. So you produce the first half. You sleep on it. Wake up the next morning. Hear it again with a fresh, you know, with fresh hmm. ears. You realize it's shit. Yeah, <laughs> you need to delete it. So I've got tons of projects on my but do you, laptop. But do you actually delete them, or you're like, no, but you still keep them hidden somewhere? Uh, so most of them I've deleted. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, and most of them, <coughs> I've kept sounds. Yeah, I haven't okay. kept the whole project because I've right. I've loved certain sounds that are there, and I have to save them. Yeah. So that plus self-critical. Um, so self-criticism happens. And doesn't happen at the same time. Mm-hmm. It happens when you write a, you know, you know that you've written something very bad. Mm-hmm. But uh, it is mostly outside world. Yeah. Um, your family is the is probably the worst uh, critic that you can find because they love you. Yeah. yeah. So they won't. Yeah. Give you. you know, they won't be blind. At the same time, your friends are, are like. They're like water. Mm. They can love it. They, they either they will love it because it's it is sounding good, or they won't like it because mm. they don't either don't understand or they don't like. It. The worst critics are the musicians. Yeah, <laughs> because they know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> if they say that you know, bro, this is this is shit. Yeah, but I don't like this. That is a that is the you know point where you either. Uh, get demotivated, mm. or you develop a certain drive that you know you develop an ego yeah. thing that you know um, 
I need to work on this. You know? Yeah. This guy has told me that this sounds like shit, so uh, I should better work on it. And next time when he hears it, he should say that you know, <laughs> this is nice. Yeah. So, so both it's things. A mix, can it's a mix of both. <clears throat> yeah. It is. So it depends. I mean, on it depends on how you are right. at that point because. If you're very hopeful, if you're very happy that you know you've created such a nice you know piece, and you go to a musician and he's like, it needs a lot of work, man. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it sounds the worst thing that you can hear is that, um, bro, this is what um, everyone is making. Yeah, yeah, that is that is the worst. So when you hear that, that yeah. uh, that's that's. Probably the most depressing. Yeah. It, it annoys you. Either yeah, it tells you you're not special. <coughs> you're not unique. You're not creative. Yeah. <laughs> so th- especially when you know this person says that. Yeah. It's, what is so? What is creative about this? Right. What is so creative about this? <laughs> no, no, that's not I can do this at home. Or, yeah. You know, this is what everyone is listening to. Or this right. Is, this is what everyone is making. But that is that is something that demotivates you because if you worked for days and you know yeah. working on something and you like it and this particular musician that you that you you know <clears throat> yeah looking up to is not I mean he doesn't like it mm-hmm. that is pretty demotivating but then I guess um, at that certain point you think of giving up but then you know I think you should just go rest probably have yeah. to come back work on the track probably delete it mm-hmm. and uh, think about something else and, you you know slowly start yeah um, working on the track. So one of the key differences between uh, written words, movies, and music is that written words not always are made for repetition. Movies only the best ones are made for repetition. Yeah. But music is primarily a repetitive medium. Like I'm not going to read the same book every day, but I could be listening to the same song every day. It's about connect, like it's about that certain emotion that is. Yeah. There. I mean, so you're sad. There's probably one song that is there. Yeah. And you, people don't say that music is the one thing where they say that I've associated that sound for 15 years with that one moment that I can never forget. Yeah. Every time that song plays, I just know. It's probably the best shoulder to rest on. Yeah. Than <laughs> humans. The so when you're. Uh, when you think of the final product, like you're putting out this song and once it's done, that's what people see. How important is it is for you to, for your audience to know that, okay, you're seeing the front page. I could tell you all about how hard it was to get to this. The back, There's like, you're seeing the 2D version of the song is 2D. There's a 3D, there's a third dimension of all the hard work that went into it, yeah. all the all the sleepless nights, all the self-doubt, all the I should quit today, or maybe I'll quit tomorrow, you know, like that kind of stuff. Is that something that you think moving forward, the audience needs to be a part of with the, with the artist, like to create another sense of this, how hard this person worked? Or should the product first just be judged on its own? And if you like it, you know, I can tell you a story about how I made it. Well, I think... Um so every song has a story. Yeah. And if we just sit and tell people about the song before they've heard it, I think they'll get bored before, you know, they they'll hear the song. Right. I think the best the best thing is to put that particular emotion inside them 
by making them listen to the song and then mm-hmm. tell them the story uh because if you if you tell them that you know oh this is a song that i wrote and this is yeah. the story behind it and blah 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 yeah they'll probably they'll be like okay um, yeah. i think uh, i should listen to the song or they'll probably be like i think i'm getting late yeah <laughs> so once they listen to the song if they like it and if they like it they, that will be the point where you don't even need to tell them yeah they will ask you what mm. what is you know why did you write this song yeah or you know how what is the story behind it then you would listen to them they they will listen to you because you've got their attention right so that is the thing but and and, and at the same time um i think people are uh, people at least here in india uh most of them listen to indian commercials and i don't think they care about the emotions behind yeah they will care about the emotion because uh, like only when it connects with them uh, especially you know in bollywood because uh, in bollywood if you've written a song where a guy is heartbroken or a woman is heartbroken and there probably you know there's a story behind how uh, lonely they are mm-hmm. and if there's a guy who just broke up or right. a woman who just broke <clears throat> up they connect with the song because um, you know yeah the, the the lyrics are pretty straight and direct and, and yeah. they're not poetic yeah there are very few songs nowadays in 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 bollywood which you know which are meaningful right earlier there were so many songs that were you know so meaningful and you yeah. know the lyrics were you literally had to google yeah the, yeah. the words to understand yeah. what the song means and when you google the words you you, you knew how intense right. the lyrics were now it's it's I mean, there's nothing every musician who really really wants to make something nice he cannot tell his story because people generally don't care how much right. the musician has struggled mm-hmm. um or any for any person any in any field right. actually because um they just, they are consumers at the end of the right. day and we are sellers yeah we we are salesmen we are we are you know yeah, to be yeah. very blunt however yeah. how much ever we say that we are creative people and we are making music for them oh, it's all commerce uh, yeah. and, and and how however much we say that you know this is i'm making this for myself mm-hmm. at the end of the day you need that certain validation from a particular audience about yeah. you know if they like the song or not mm. because without the audience the artist is nothing yeah Like if you don't have people listening to you, there's sure. no point making anything. Any even for that matter, if there's a painter, if no one is looking at his paintings, it's useless. Yeah. So, so like, I mean, then that makes sense, right? It's like, why would there be a biography of a person who isn't famous yet? Who wants to read that? Exactly. And so, do you like? How often do you still perform live? I just had a show yesterday. Really? <laughs> yeah. So. Yesterday was probably the worst probably the worst day and the best day of my life because 5 minutes before the show I broke my nose that explains what that is yes yeah so um, did you fix it or you haven't gone yet no i haven't gone yet yeah. there's no fracture thankfully i thought maybe that's like because you've been wearing the helmet like there's always that so no, those no, people no. who ride ride bikes have like something here yeah but this I is this is actually a scar from a very uh, there's a wound it's a fresh wound was it a an altercation or something i know i i it would have been uh, pretty interesting if it was a fight or yeah. um 
an altercation but uh, finally uh, actually the thing was that uh, people you know they prefer to keep their glass doors cleaner than the roads on in city so oh no yeah oh no yeah, so right were, before you were exactly. about to go on stage i was going to use the loop and uh, i was climbing up and yeah. the door door was closed and it was so clean like oh wow yeah i mean and the door did not have a handle also mm. so you cannot know you cannot possibly know that there is a door and a few milliseconds before i hit the glass door there were there were few people on the other side they were screaming no so and there is a door and by the time they screamed i had already banged my face this is the kind of stuff <laughs> that people post videos of online yeah but there's a laptop in the background <laughs> yeah <laughs> and this happened for the second time in my life okay same yeah. same exact same thing, thing. But not the same location. Not the same. Because then, you know, yeah, fully it would have been very funny. <laughs> so the second time, so this happened for the second time, and I literally bled like like a river. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> did you perform this song last? <laughs> no, no, I did not. <laughs> so yesterday, it flow like a yeah. river. <laughs> no. Yesterday it was Indian commercial again. So this okay. was a playback. Yeah. So five minutes before the show, I bang my nose on the, I bang my face on the glass door. I break my nose. i'm bleeding like anything my my clothes are you know full of blood yeah. my jeans is full of blood um my phone is covered with blood the whole floor is there's blood on it yeah. and i'm washing my face and um there's a man who comes to me and he's like um, you're a strong man you know <laughs> you 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 can do this and i'm like uh he's like go to a doctor i'm like sir i have a show right now yeah like, oh you're yeah. a singer yeah like, yes sir too bad for you he just walks up and i'm like okay i don't think he stayed for the show he did oh he, he did? did he did and it's nice and i thought i wouldn't be able to sing because i have i have sinus problems sure so yeah the last time i hit my nose uh, on the glass door yeah the whole face was blocked i sure. couldn't sing yeah but i still had to do the show this time i was like um time i thought it will happen again but um, I don't know what miracle <clears throat> happened. My vocals opened up like anything. I thought I was sitting on top of a mountain and singing. Yeah. And everyone loved it. So like the pain was gone, just adrenaline no, took over. The pain was there, but then there. the adrenaline took over because there was a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. And people who were who wanted to listen to you. So usually that place is empty. Yeah. But that particular day there were a lot of people. Yeah. And um, that. you know there are two there there's there are two kinds of people audiences that are there <clears throat> one that sits and has their food and drinks and who don't pay attention to you mm-hmm. that is the most depressing thing it's it's worse than being yeah. at a venue where there's no crowd yeah so and then second which which actually pays attention and you know the people they come to come they sit right next to the band and they listen to you mm. yesterday it was like that yeah So then the adrenaline took over, right? I forgot about the pain, and um, <clears throat> I probably had one of the best shows ever. Yeah. Everyone loved it, and they're like, "You sang with a broken nose, man!" I mean, yeah. And I'm like, "Yeah, well, you know." <laughs> so when you walked on stage, did you explain it or just start playing? I just started playing. Yeah. No one knew it, <laughs> but. I was trying. I we were we asked for you know we asked if we could take a break. Yeah. The people liked us so much that so they're like, you cannot take a break. 
Mm. Then I had to announce that my nose is bleeding and you know I need to go. Yeah. Then they were like, okay, all right, yeah. <laughs> yeah so pretty nice actually. Yeah. But yesterday, yesterday was good. So yeah, I do this for a living. So I mean, yeah. I, I pay my bills with you know perform like performances. Yeah. So probably seven to eight shows a month. So how do you, in that case, find that balance of okay, this is my life is this. This is my life as a musician. But then I'm not, I'm also a human being who not only needs to be uh, feeding the creative side of yourself, but also needs to take it easy and also have the right time to put aside where you let creativity come to you. This is where I get inspired and this is how I find inspiration. Like, well, how, what do you do when, for those things? I travel. So the bike rides. Yeah. The I mean, bike rides. This, yeah. this this whole thing is like a bike ride itself. Yeah. You don't know where you're going. And uh, you just reassure yourself that, you know, this is the next milestone that you're going to reach. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I'm, it's like me saying that, um, that, that after Chandigarh, you know, you're reaching this place. Hmm. So from that, from point A to point B, you're just, you're just trailing. You're just, right. you're just going. Because you know that you're going to reach this place. You're not worried about the final part of it. Right. You're just, you're just taking it one step at a time. Yeah. So the bike rides have taught me yeah. uh, about, you know, how to, that, you know, you should really take it easy and not think about the place where you're going, like the final place. Yeah. But just, you know, um, observe and go through the places that, you know, come, you know, one after another. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So uh, I I like to ask people if there was a I think a lot of times like I think fourteen to seventeen are is like a big turning point uh, for for people and that's where a lot of people start exploring what kind of human being they are they try on different hats and they they explore ideas of you know what kind of person going to be, whether I'm going to be a nice person or, or, or a horrible person, whether I'm going to be a creative person or, or, or I'm going to go down a path that's secure and, and stable. And a lot of our listeners are, and people who use Launcher are in that, at that age. So if there was a, if there was a 15, 16 year old version of you, someone like you, uh, as you were when you were 15, 16, listening to this, how would you like to there was something that you wanted to give them as some sort of, this is your journey. Like this is the kind of message I can give you based on what I've seen. Some, something positive, something cautious, whatever you feel. What would that be? Well, honestly, when I was 15, 16, I never cared about anything. I wanted to become a fighter pilot. Um, <clears throat> I was rebellious and I took up science. Right. I failed <laughs> big time. And then I realized I cannot... Your rebellion was taking sides. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, then I realized I cannot do yeah. science. Yeah. And honestly, that time, I I saw a lot of things when it comes to financials. Because uh, we are not from a very good financial background. Mm. Uh, my dad had struggled a lot in life. He lost his job 10 years ago. And right. since then, we've been struggling. But yeah. one thing that he taught me was that... Never ever do anything bad to anyone. Hmm. If they are not doing anything bad to you, and even if they are doing anything bad to you, just let them go. Just cut off, yeah. cut yourself off. 
but uh, the best uh, the best thing that i have learned from him is that never ever um if you have your own motives and interests yeah never exploit someone in a in a way that you know that they suffer losses hmm. if you can exploit someone in a way that they don't suffer losses and yeah. at the same time it is good for them right then it's the best thing but if you yeah. i mean in short don't use anyone right yeah don't, don't use anyone in a negative way. yeah so um yeah so that is what that's the first thing that i've been taught and the second thing is that uh, if you're a rebellious person and if you really really want to explore your creative side or if you really, if you don't want to work if you don't want to do a 9 to 5 job mm. and you want to explore your creative side always keep in mind how your family is yeah i mean in terms of money mm. if they if they are very if they are struggling a lot yeah you should respect that fact mm. and i'm not saying uh, find a job or give up on what you're doing but then what i'm saying is that give it time yeah see if things are you know um, if they are improving or not mm. because <clears throat> like it worked out for me i mean i would say it was just luck that yeah. it worked out for me had i mean this can this could have gone it it could have gone on a very very sure. you know, yeah. uh, <clears throat> torturous mm. side because if the, if this did not you know this had not worked out i would have had to answer to a lot of people right in my family and a lot, i mean questions that you don't want to hear right so what i would say is that you know just keep in mind uh, your parents mm. um, their 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 dignity Right. Uh, if your parents are encouraging of it if their parents are sacrificing more than <clears throat> what they have respect that yeah and uh, help them out mm. and you know keep this as a like a side mission for you mm. i mean this should be the main mission but then keep it aside yeah for now right i think that is i i don't know if i've explained it no properly. i think i think yeah that 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 that's something yeah. like, well yeah so that's what i think from my own experience i mean i wasn't like this but as i <clears throat> slowly explored my life yeah. i realized that you know i realized how rebellious i was and probably how much i would i would have hurt my own parents yeah you know with that rebellious side right and um, i realized that when dad was in the hospital right so that guilt is it consumes you yeah so that is my only request mm. i mean that not request but advice yeah. that you know don't let uh, yourself have that guilt because yeah. it is not pleasant mm. you know like <laughs> so yeah that that's great so now we're going to play the song it's called like a river yeah. yeah and we'll start it right after this and it comes out it'll be out by the time This episode comes I think this episode will be January 6th. Yeah, so after New Year's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know it's not easy 
hurt, but still there is so much of love. Let it flow like a river. You're like a wave on a seashore. You pull me towards you, but then you push me away. I'm someone who is hydrophobic, but it's trying to get rid of the fear of being washed away again. Seems like you've been through a lot too. Because you hug me and you touch me, but you quickly retreat. All you leave behind are shells, shells full of memories. Collecting them one by one, I slowly walk towards you, getting my body drenched in your love. I realize you're not as turbulent as you seem to be. Stop. Stop. 